This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They expect me to walk away from Luton with nothing. I'll make very sure there's nothing to walk away from. Hatter podcast coming to you after Luton Town's first ever Premier League victory. It was, of course, a 2-1 win against Everton. Jamie Castle, you were there. How was it? Yeah, still on, on cloud nine, I think. Um, and yeah, as you can see, I'm in a slightly different setting. It's going to have to stay at my parents because of the pesky train strikes. But yeah, uh, everything that all the Luton fans had to do to get to Everton, be it go up Friday and stay over and come back to de- uh, come back today, Sunday that is, or, or have to drive up, um, com- it's completely worth it um, to be there for Luton Town Football Club's first Premier League victory was, was special. Um, and yeah, at the end when that, that full-time whistle went, everyone was just in absolute elation. Um, yeah, you can tell I've got, I've got my, my voice still, but it's a bit, a bit croaky this morning. So um, yeah, just incredible. Kieran. Like me, you weren't there yesterday, but how are you? Not bad. I mean, shout out to the Manor, because whilst I was not in Everton yesterday, um, I was seeing the Manor's final ever gig. And if any Luton fans watching this, or anyone watching this for that matter, know who the Manor are, their music is absolutely top-notch. And the fact they're sort of calling it a day was sad, bittersweet, but it was also just, it was a weird sort of mix of emotions last night with that ending Luton Town winning their first Premier League game and it felt like just a nice sort of full circle moment of like, look how far we've come, sort of following their music for years, but then look how far Luton have come getting that result last night. So, like Jamie, my voice is a little bit 
course at the moment. I mean, I'm running on about four or five hours sleep. But hey, boys, come on. Premier League wins. <laughs> so we are now just seven points off Derby's infamous 11-point total of whatever season that was. Um, edging closer and hopefully by uh, this time next week, it's even closer. We'll start today with Too Good, Too Bad. And we are starting with Ant Peacock on Twitter. Too good, scoring from set pieces and an effort to deliver game plan. And his two negatives were injury concerns and soft goal again. Come to you, Jamie, first. Scoring from set pieces, two goals from set pieces after uh, being, I wouldn't say wasteful, but we haven't been as productive as we could have been from set pieces so far this season. And, you know, Premier League is all about fine margins and, and set pieces can be massive. Yeah, spot on. And uh, I think we've got centre-halves and, and and a centre-forward capable of getting on the end of of some great deliveries. From, I mean, Doughty's delivery yesterday, again, was spot on. Um, to have a centre-halves that we do with Lockyer and Burke and, and Anderson um, and then Carlton Morris up top, that, that they're all capable of being able to, to, to beat their man and, and get on the end of it. And we, we we did warn Everton early on. There was sort of two or three in fairly quick succession. Lock you on the end of it over the bar it was close. M- Morris on on the second, it, it got a deflection, um, and then the third one, Morris on the end of it, um, hit the crossbars. It was a bit gutted having 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 captain Morris and FPL, but lock you on the rebound to to, to close down actually Young. Just the the, the 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 desire from him to to want to close down Young and and sort of. To turn the ball back in the net was was amazing, and then the Morris goal again, another incredible delivery from Doughty. Um, Morris peeling off off the back of, of uh, Mikalenko. I mean, we're saying what a fantastic goal, but Everton are probably saying what an what an awful sort of just mix of defending. How you let this, how you let our centre forwards in so much space. But then again, on on I think it was the full volley. It, it might have taken a, a slight bounce before, but. Either way, to just take that first time and put it past Pickford, unbelievable finish, and hopefully that will do a world of good for for Carl's confidence. And Kieran, going on to the the negative aspects, injury concerns. We went into the game with a few question marks over certain players. Um, obviously, some players didn't feature, some did. Having an additional layer of injury concerns added to what is a congested fixture list up until the next international break, you can see why why that's a negative. Yeah, and injuries are always sort of a focus of concern, right? I'm hoping that the Anderson for Burt change at half time was more tactical than it was based off of an injury. But even so, I think if he's made it there, it suggests there might, if there was an injury, it wasn't major and it was just a, we're doing it just in case rather than play on, we'll do it at 60, which is a good call. Lockyer one is a bit more concerning when obviously we'd heard he'd pulled something the week before. He missed Exeter on Tuesday and then he goes off injured today. Um, the one thing I will take solace in, however, because I like to turn negatives into positives, is Mengi comes on and a according to what I've heard from a lot of Luton fans, played so, so much better than he did on Tuesday. It was almost like Jamie sort of used the analogy with Kabore with the mistake. It was almost like those lads needed a, not a terrible game, but just needed a game that was quite subpar in terms of their own standards from Tuesday 
to then come out today and be like, right, now I understand what is really expected of me and now I know how to raise my game because by all accounts, every single player on that pitch raised their standards from Tuesday. Yeah, I, I think I think the Burke change was enforced. So, as you say, hopefully it was a bit of an early, sort of a, like a just-in-case type thing rather than a let's risk him and, and, and be even worse and hopefully same with Lox and, and Alfie. Um, but yeah, on the changes, big shout-out to Anderson yesterday. I thought first half, Calvert-Lewin had a bit of joy against Lockyer. I think Lockyer wasn't his usual sort of all-winning all, all area battle set, although he did win quite a few of, of the duels. But second half, they put Anson in the middle to start with and move Lockyer out on the right. And Anson was fantastic, won everything, didn't didn't give Calvert-Lewin anything, um, which is a, a massive positive if Lockyer is out. 100%. And moving on to Adam, he has got in touch with Too Good and is basically saying what Jamie was saying there. Mads Anderson coming on and slotting in with no issue and stopping the immediate threat from Calvert-Lewin, who we all know is a real, real physical threat. Um, his second one was, again, something we've touched on already, much more threatening from set pieces. The two bad was started very slow, could have been 3-0 down within 10 minutes. Uh, Jamie, was that was the start troubling for you? Did you think we're in for a long afternoon when when it you know it, it did seem to go all Everton's way at the start? We definitely started slow. I think 3-0 down probably is a slight overreaction. I think they had had a few pot shots nuts of the box. I think the, the, the Dwight McNeil chance was was the big one, but sort of on the volley and just flashed past the post and the keeper was definitely beaten. Um, other than that, it was just a few shots from from Garner and Gay, and it just wasn't. Again, of course, one of those could go in, right? Like because we're in the Premier League now, and they've got the quality to be able to put it in the back of the net. But I think if you're limiting uh, less creative centre centre midfielders to shots outside the box, I think I think you're doing okay. There wasn't really anything that was absolute clear cut where. Their fullbacks get 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 in behind and 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 flash across sort of flash flash across um into the box like it wasn't anything that I thought shit like that was like a re really fantastic chance um but no we we started slow but other than that I, I thought going forward we, we looked threatening and sort of around the the sort of ten fifteen minute mark we returned it and and that's where we had sort of the the corners in in, in succession um. So, yeah, start slow, but ultimately you're away from home at a team who's on the back of two fantastic wins, who at home obviously have not had the best of times results-wise and the fans were, were desperate just to get some, to get to get a win. I mean, even a point for them yesterday wouldn't have been a great result. So they were desperate to get a win. So they were always going to start strong. So to, to sort of see that through and, and come out of the and to get and to go two up was, was brilliant. And Adam's second bad element was defence caught slacking on a few occasions, but it did improve as the game went on. Going over to Instagram now, uh, cousin Oliver Mully got in touch, who was also at the game. Work ethic was the, the first element that was good. And then the second element was clinical in the final third, something that um, we can all be happy with after you know feeling like we were the better side in the last two Premier League games, feeling like we could have come away with more than we actually got to be clinical and and you know um, take our chances and the other team not take their chances. I think um, 
yeah, it's good to see that that's sort of swung round in our favour. And then going on to two bad injuries, as, as we've alluded to already, and giving up a lot of chances. I think the XG was quite high, but but ultimately they scored one, we scored two, and we're talking about three points. So uh, we're the real winners. Let's go on to our own analysis of the game. Um, again, Jamie, I'm going to start with you. You were there. You got to see it with your own eyes. We'll, we'll speak about Lockyer and Morris's goals, set pieces, and watching match of the day back uh, yesterday. Um, I think it was Mika Richards who pointed out the, the intelligence of using a player to screen and then our other player having the space to to jump and you know get to, uh, get efforts in on goal that was when highlighted it looked very very easy for us um but but ultimately that that takes while a while on the training ground to to make sure you perfect and we've done it really really successfully yeah and edwards in his in his parish match press so Called that out. I think like Macca, Trolls, Richie, Pilks, all and and the rest of the staff all work really hard to to try and gain those those fine margins. And as you say, match the day there was there was loads of times where you've got Tom Lockyer free in the box. You've not got a player around him for two or three yards. Likewise for the goal, Morris managed, managed to peel off when the header was was very unlucky to hit the crossbar. But then it's sort of on on that that second phase, I think. Yeah, Jared Brantford was, was was tying almost was almost tying Lockyer down, right? And just the fact that he just let him go and, and closed down Young for the goal, it shows the 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 desire. So it was something that they they obviously looked at and and it it, it worked to almost perfection. I would say it wasn't quite perfection because we had probably three or four more chances from set pieces where we, we, we could have scored, right? So I think it certainly could, could have been more from, from, from that avenue. Um, yeah, as, as you said, uh, um, or in the two good, two bad um, section, it, it's almost been, been been needed. I think so far this season we've not made the most of, of set pieces. I think a, a lot has been made of not scoring from open play so far. But I think we we need to have a lot of joy from set pieces. I think you, you can't just again rely on on open play. And actually, I think if if you look back. At the end of the season, if we stay up, I reckon a big proportion of our goals will come from set pieces, be it your Alfie Doughty free kicks or corners. Um, so it's so important that we start getting that, that confidence from set pieces and just start start winning those those aerial duels at the right time. Um, and I, I think just, just to end, I, I, on, on the way back, bumped into Pats fans and we were just you know, having a chat about the league. And as I was saying, I think the one thing as, as a supporter that I've learned this in this league more than most, it matters so so much more what happens in it, like in both boxes. Okay, the the the, the, the performance overall does matter in, in terms of transition and, and on the counter and, and and so on. But I think where we've dropped points so far this season is because we just weren't good enough in in both boxes, both defensively keeping them out and then offensively just having that final pass or, or final shot. And, and it sort of came to fruition yesterday in terms of being amazing in, in our own box, uh, keeping them out, and then also making a mess of, of, of the chances that we created. And at the top of that, you're speaking about Tom Lockyer's goal. I think on his own socials, he he put something that said top bins, which um, was quite funny to read, and especially when you watch it back. Um, yeah, it's definitely full of desire, but yeah... Um, 
not the cleanest goal you'll ever <laughs> see, but hey, we take them all. We have to take them all. It should make, make, it, make it even better that it came off Ashley Young, doesn't it? Even, even better, even <laughs> yeah. sweeter. Yeah, it does. Makes it 10 times better. Um, stick with you, Jamie. Um, as we've spoken about already, injuries to Lockyer and Burke meant that Mengi and Anderson came in, um, alluded to, to Anderson already, but Mengi... Did he look like somebody that's ready to play um, Premier League football? Is he ready, for example, come Tuesday, if Burke and Lockyer are, are unavailable? Is he somebody that could step in and, you know, you can be confident in doing a, a good job? Yeah, I think he'll step in and, and do a job. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get carried away. It was it was 20 minutes away and, and you, just, you just had to sit in and do what a defender does, right? I mean, ultimately, as a, as a centre-half at that level, the bare minimum should be to be able to to defend your box, and he did that well. I mean, I think if if you look at the way they finished, right, that they they went, almost went to a four two four. They had Bester and Calvert Lewin, and then they had McNeil and Harrison, and then they changed McNeil for for, for, for Dan Juma. So like that 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 front four that they they ended on would would, would, would frighten a lot of teams. Having Dan Juma, having Jack Harrison, and having Better and Calvert Lewin up top, like that that is a difficult test. So to, to stand up to that was was fantastic and. It's it's not about always winning that first contact from the cross. It's it's all, it's, it's at, the, at the bare minimum putting enough pressure on on the centre forwards and that in the air and Beto one two or three headers when the ball got crossed in. But they was just I think Mengi and Anderson just applied enough pressure just just to put him off and and force him to put the header over the bar. Um, so yeah, defensively I think he's more than ready. Um, but then I think on the other side of things, we need to see how he does in 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 sort of like the more attacking side of play. I think Reese Burke gives us so much going forward as well. Um, so can't cast too much judgment on Mengi or on that at that point because he didn't, he didn't really have a chance to show that because it really was just bats, bats against the wall and, and, and do what a, a defender does. Um, but yeah, if, if he has to start on Tuesday, then so be it. You, you trust him. And Kieran... Of course, Dominic Calvert-Lewin got on the score sheet just before half time. A little bit of a scrappy one, a little bit of an avoidable one. But for us to, you know, concede at that time, have another forty-five minutes to play, where Everton were obviously going to pile the pressure on us to lose two significant centre backs in that as well. How impressed! What were you with the fact that we managed to keep a clean sheet in the second half and, and see out a very, very important victory? There's a lot to take from it. And I think the key thing is more the mental side of it. Like you sort of look at the games we've had so far this season and we've struggled to pick up points. But you look at that game and most people, when they concede just before half time, people often look at it as a momentum switch, right? It's like, a, oh no, they're getting back into it. They get the, and get the half time they need to recoup and then they just come back and essentially just come out and smash you, right? Not necessarily in a scoreline, but in terms of performance and play. But for me, the fact that we've gone in conceding just before the half and whatever was said in the dressing room at half time evidently has worked mentally because for 45 minutes we've stayed strong, we've stuck to the game plan and we've frustrated them. And this is the thing is what we've been saying all season is we have been wanting to frustrate teams. That's how we're going to get points, is just stopping them from doing their thing. Because that's all we did in the Championship, was frustrate teams, punish them on the counter-attack, and score lots of goals. And we're growing into that. Like 
it's easy for us to say, and the key thing I've been saying to people is like, everyone's not watching our games as a whole. And I've been saying like, we are growing into each and every game and each game we get stronger, each game we show more character, each game we look more likely to win the game. Should have got points at Fulham, should have had points at West Ham. And then we come into today and I'm thinking, yeah, thank God. Because that shows that we have mentally that result is going to do wonders for us now, regardless of who we play. Because it's we've got over that barrier of you can win a Premier League game. Because we have now. We're the first promoted side of the three of us to win a game. And I guarantee that no one will show us that respect. But I'm just making an observation. First promoted side to win. And we will continue this trend. We've got Burnley next. We've got Tottenham after that. We've got Forest and we've got Villa. as a big four. But in those four, Burnley, winnable. Spurs, fine. Forest, yeah, I'd like to think it'll be tight. Villa, again, similar brackets, Tottenham. But the w- big win is not just the three points for me. The big win is, you could see it in the full-time scenes that Luton posted on Twitter, is the mental gain that we're going to gain from that, is the resilience that we've gained from that. And people can sit here and say, oh, oh, it was only Everton. So obviously they're going to discredit us at every given opportunity and say, oh, it's only Everton and Everton are bad. They've just come off with two big wins. We lost on Tuesday in the Cup. They went and beat bloody Villa. They also then beat Brentford away before that. That That's not a mean feat by any means. So for us to beat beat Everton, regardless of their league position, when they're on form at the right time, is a big, big, big mental win for me. And you could see it at the end, I think, that the overriding feeling in the players, I think obviously there was elation, but it was relief. I think you, you looked at like Alfie Doughty's face, you could just see him like almost screaming into the air, like like finally, and it's almost, almost that verification of why can't we? Like, what? why can't we stay up? Or what, what, why can't we win games? Um, so that, that that mental, like you say, that, that, that mental benefit going, going to Burnley is, is, is massive. Um, and then I think you've got yeah what people say about about it being only Everton, but Arsenal went to Everton and only won one nil, and and they're one of the best sides in the league, right? As you say, Everton went went to Villa and beat them in the cup two one, and okay, the, it's the cup asterisk in terms of you're not sure what what sort of side they put out, but Villa then went to beat Brighton six one yesterday, so it it like that's a massive win for them, and then yeah, going to Brentford and and winning at Brentford like. That's a tough place to go, no matter how Brentford are doing at the minute, because I think they're they're struggling so far. But it's just like it's just a, a massive win, and and Everton are a massive club. They're a great club. Their fans just today were fantastic, uh, and and it's a club that deserves a lot a lot more than what than what they're getting at the minute. Um, but for, for us to go there and and win, and okay, you think stats wise, Everton probably deserved to get something in in the grand scheme of ninety minutes, but. You 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 you're finishing that that game, and as fans, I think that's a fantastic away performance. Like to go there, and I think on the whole, I think you probably deserve the win for the effort and 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 the, just the, the the grit that we put into into the performance. Um, and that will add so much going forward. And, and I'm just I can't wait for Tuesday. That's the thing, like the players and Rob Edwards have all sort of said separately or as a collective, like, oh, the fans really need a win from us, like this, that and the other. And it's like, as much as we've loved needing it and as much as we're happy that we've got it, I'm more happy for them 
that they've got the win rather than for us. Like we're here no matter what. Like they could, like we said, they could have lost all 38 games and we're not going to go anywhere. But for them, they needed that more than we did because we're always going to back them. But for the sake of future performances, like I said, like that's going to shape our season. It's just games like that. We've had the tough times of we should have deserved points. And it's easy to say that because people, all people look at is the result in a game of football. Go, well, it was 2-1 West Ham. Ah, but it was 1-0 Fulham. Oh, it was 1-1 against Wolves and you didn't beat 10 men with no context. But what we did yesterday is now people look at that game and go, well, it don't matter because you won a game. Like they'll eliminate context from that and say, well, you won. But that, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And they worked so, so hard at the start of this season and they absolutely 110% deserve that yesterday because they deserved it earlier. We followed them all the way. And of all the places to get it, they decide to do it three, four hours up north in Everton or in Liverpool, sorry, which is bloody wonderful. So long may it continue. Merseyside is going to be our new Yorkshire. I hope so. I hope so. My, my well, there was another, um, I guess, election dilemma um, with Lukonga coming out with, with his injury. Pelly came back into the side. And you mentioned it before, Jamie. You mentioned the fact that Everton's midfield is physical. They're very athletic. They outpower. They, they outmaneuver, outpower a lot of teams. But Pelly came in next to Nakamba. Nakamba, uh, one man of the match, I think. Mm. Looking at the the, uh, the poll that Luton Town put out on Twitter, it's good to see that the pair of them play together against you know. Not saying it was much of a midfield battle because not too much actually passed through the midfield, but for both of them to return solid displays against a, a difficult Everton midfield, only positives. Yeah, as you say, the game the game was played down the sides a lot yesterday. Um, but, but the performance that they needed to put in, I think, first of all on the camera, I thought personally probably had had a shaky start at Brighton and Chelsea I think he, he was okay without being amazing and and could certainly do do better but a lot few few games and yesterday I thought was outstanding um I think the stat is now he's he's won the most tackles in the league so far this season having played a game less than the, 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 the most players um I think he's exactly the player that we wanted him to be um coming into the season on the back of it what he did to drag us up last year. Um, so first of all, massive shout out to Marvel. What a player, what a signing. Um, and then Pelly, I mean, I, I would call it the, the second coming of, of Pelly, but I think by now it's about the eighth coming of Pelly, right? In terms of the amount of times he's been put in, put in the dump in, in, in the dustbin by, by a lot of fans and he's just managed to fight out of it and grow and grow and grow. And it wasn't the full confident Pelly yesterday. I think he played a bit in himself, but maybe a little bit to do with a different role. I think last year playing in an eight had less defensive sort of work to do because he had had the, the screen of Marv behind him and was alongside another eight. So now to be in a, in a double pivot and sharing that, that defensive work with Marv, he, he, had to, he had to put in a slightly different performance. Um, but I think that would do him a world of confidence. And I think the more he plays there, the more he'll grow in confidence and the more he will take risks. I think... Paddy's at his best when he's allowed to take risks and and has the confidence to take risks. And I think 
and growing in confidence is going to ha- help his performance so so much. Um, so I, I I really hope that we that we win on Tuesday to grow that confidence even more. And I think if we do that, that midfield pairing is going to be a v- very interesting against um, Bissouma and and, and Saar. That that would be a great matchup next Saturday. We're going to head into a short break, but when we're back, we will speak through Burnley at home at this coming Tuesday. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are back for part two of today's episode where we will be previewing Tuesday's clash against Vincent Companies Burnley. Of course, you have to call them Vincent Companies Burnley. Um, you know, they're not separate. They're, they're completely the same thing. And... It's now an interesting, well, of course, it's already an interesting game, but the fact we've got three points on the board, three more points than them, makes this a, a brilliant chance for us to build on the momentum, build on Saturday's 2-1 victory at Everton. They are still winless, of course. They won the league last year, looked fantastic. Predictions were that they would do very well in the Premier League as well, and it hasn't quite started for them as of yet and I think what we've seen so far from them um based on based on Burnley fans is that they play good football at times um a little bit like us where they've had difficulties in both boxes um but they've also had a very tough fixture list Jamie what have you made of, of how Burnley have started this this Premier League campaign yeah it's been very very tough for them um and th- th- that's not making their bones about it. Last year, they were the outstanding team in, in the championship and fully deserved their promotion. Um, and you completely understand why pre-season, all the, the neutrals and the pundits were, were voting them to be the, the, the sort of the, the best promoted team. So so no no concerns about that whatsoever. But yeah, it's, it's been a tough start. I think when you have a transfer strategy like they do, um, it can be very high reward, but it's also very high risk. Um, I think if, if you look at our transfer strategy, I think the ceiling of, of what our signings can do is going to be lower than the, than the ceiling of their signings. Like if you look at, at, at Coley Osho, his, his, his ceiling for me is higher than Ogbené if, 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 if everything lines up. But fundamentally for me, Ogbené is, is the lower risk signing in terms of, in term, in terms of establishing himself in the league. He was always going to find that step up. It's just that a little bit easier to start with, um, and that's just one of multiple comparisons that, that you can make across their team. Um, so yeah, it had a tough start. I think the fixture list has has it been kind. They've already played City game one, played Spurs, been to Newcastle, played Villa. So they've had a really really tough start. So I think 
that, that famous old saying of, of Nathan Jones about being in somewhat of a fourth position might might be accurate. And I think for them, they're probably saying that their, their season starts on Tuesday. Um, so I just hope that for them, the season doesn't start on Tuesday and it starts on Saturday instead. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be a very interesting battle. Yeah, and as you've alluded to there, it has been a very tough start, tough fixture list. It's one point from six games. They're sitting 19th, uh, currently ahead of Sheffield United because of goal difference. It becomes a massive, massive game, Kieran, in the context that if they win this, they will be licking their lips. They will be potentially above us. And the, the notion of their season starting Tuesday becomes very true. But the flip side of things, if we win, there, there's you know the potential that we could go up to I think as high as thirteenth, and and you know the difficult start quickly gets eradicated from people's minds, especially the neutrals, and we we start you know having a little bit of there's somewhat of a safety net of of we've achieved a lot in the sort of two weeks. So looking at this game, looking at everything that could possibly happen how important is it for you know a bright start one of those Kenny nights where you know us fans are, are very much upon it it's one of those where as Jamie's granddad does before every game he starts smacking his arms like this and he goes get into him because <laughs> that is genuinely shout exactly out to Ray. what we need a shout out to Ray bloody <laughs> love you man but yeah it's just one of those where on a serious level, we just need to get into them and continue the momentum from Saturday. It's respectfully, I've put Burnley down to finish 11th this season. And so far, my predictions are shocking. So hopefully that trend continues. I'm so sorry, guys, but your season can start next Saturday, please. Cheers. Um, because we just need to continue the momentum. It's one of those things where Burnley as a whole will probably stay up fine but they've had a tough start regardless of who they've played and you obviously on paper you look at before the results you look at their start and you would go mm, yeah they probably would struggle to pick up points there but regardless of who it's against they're still underneath us they've still not won a game yet and as I said with us with the getting a win builds that momentum and builds that confidence losing constantly dents that confidence even against teams that are on your level or underneath it, depending on who you ask. And we're back at home, coming off the back of a win, just like the West Ham game and just like the Wolves game, the Kenny is going to be on fire Tuesday night. There's nothing better than an evening game under the lights of the Kenny, especially as it starts to get cold as well, because everyone needs that energy, so they find it from somewhere. Um, I... I'm very positive about Tuesday. I know that Burnley are a good side and I'll never disrespect them purely from a playing perspective because they are a top side. You saw how they played last year. They've got it in them. I just think at the moment, it easily biased, fine. But I think based off of momentum, based off the fact that we're the home side, based off the fact that I think we have really started to find our groove and I think even Rob has found in his head, what this best 11 looks like, because we've seen the same 11, two, three games in a row, which is positive. I think we come away with a win on Tuesday. And like we said, we go down to seven points. We even go above Chelsea, which is funny. 
it, that's hilarious. Um, but to not just be creeping outside the relegation zone, but to I know it'll only be what seven games in, but to sit quite comfortably above it on two wins, oh, that feel nice. Four, five points away from beating that record. Yeah, fine, do it. And and just on the Kenny, I think. The, the, the impact of the win against Everton it isn't how the Kenny starts, but how it reacts potentially going behind. I think if we lost at Everton and then go one down to Burnley, I think it would just deflate the Kenny so much. But now the Kenny will start rocking. Obviously, it will start at a high level because of the win and, and the fans are on, on, on so much energy after the win at Everton. But now there's that faith that actually if, if we do come across a, a bit of a stumbling block and go one down or we, we'll find it tough in the first 10 minutes, the Kenny will find that that strength and and that that energy to just go again and get behind because we've got that we've got that win and and that that shows just how much that win at Everton yesterday was worth. Um, so hopefully the Kenny can have one of its famous nights under the lights and yeah, just cannot wait. Let's hope so. And we were speaking about the Everton game there, Jamie, and you mentioned that it was played on the wings for the most part. There wasn't too much um, central building of play. But again, you look at Burnley, they're a team stacked of uh, talent in wide areas. You look at us, you look at the success that, that Chio got against Wolves. And again, he put in a decent performance, him and, him and Alfie against Everton. Are you expecting a similar kind of um, approach where the game is played on the wings? Yeah, I, I think so. And I think it's because we'll force that too. I think if you look at the combination of Darcy and Bene, they, they have had a fantastic two games in terms of the, the starting of that pairing. And then if you look at Bernie's right, you've got Connor Roberts, who has always been a, a bottom Premier League top championship player. Um, and he's going to have a hopefully a tough game on Tuesday. So I think the playing down the wings is, is going to be something that, that we're going to look to do. Because even on the right, Boy and Brown, it's obviously not, not quite at the heights of what Doughty and Benny has done, but that side is, is still strong as well. Um, but away from that, that they've got a, a, a solid core too. I think Cullen and, and, and Berger obviously haven't signed the latter from, from Sheffield United in the summer. That That is a good pair. Josh Brown, who was just ahead. Um, so, so that is a, a good midfield freak. Obviously, it's clearly not one of the best in the league, as, but that's a sign of how strong the league is. Um, so I think that whether it's played on the wings or in the middle, it's, it's still going to be tough to, 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 to beat them, as, as it will be all, all season long. Um, it's, 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 it's some really interesting battles. Um, I think for me, Lyle Foster's probably one that I look at. Did, didn't play on, on Saturday because he was suspended for from the game before, but he's probably the one player that, that I think can 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 lead the line well for Burnley and, and get a goal or two. Kieran, do you take much from how the game panned out last time um, against Burnley? We were remembering it correctly. We played very, very well. Uh, we lost 1-0. I think it was Ashley Barnes' penalty. Uh, but we were fantastic. We were brilliant. Um we really took it to them and it was a good sign at that time that, you know, we're not just knocking on the door of the playoffs. We can actually compete with the best teams in the in, in this league and, you know, on the day we, we were the better side. Do you think we'll take confidence from that? Do you think we'll take we'll learn lessons from that? And how much of that game can you apply to, to this one coming up? 
it's tough, isn't it? Because obviously when we both played last, we were in the championship, but we are both at the top end. So we were two of the better teams in that league. And now we've both gone up and now we're two of the teams that people look at and go, that's where our points come from, which is weird to think that of a Burnley side that got, did they have just under 100 points in the end? I don't think they quite made 100. Um, and then against us, who obviously finished third, best ever championship finish and won the playoffs, playing some really good football. Um, I mean, in terms of what to sort of, if you compare Burnley versus Luton four or five months ago, the Luton versus Burnley now, um, it'll only be tactical tweaks. I think both sides will have obviously had to adapt tactics ever so slightly. Like we were so used last season to a 3-4-1-2 or 3-1-4-2, sorry. And their formation hasn't changed either. Obviously, we've made subtle adjustments playing more of a 5-2-3. So like there's certain aspects where we're overloading on the wings a little bit more. That's our focus. Burnley are used to sort of having overlapping fullbacks and that as well. There's a lot of tactical stuff that has remained the same but there'll be like the odd little tweak depending on new signings that makes you go, actually, we're now going this way instead of that way. Will it be a better game? Yes, because now we're all Premier League players, right? So you just automatically have that step up in quality and that step up in standard. But in terms of drastic changes, I don't think you'll see it from either side. I mean, whilst we've changed formation, our sort of ethos has remained the same in terms of how we play which is heavy on the wings, a little bit more possession, but in turn, we're a lot better on the counter. They love to have the ball, but it's going to be interesting. It's a nice matchup. It'll be sort of a testament to how far both sides have come since April when we last played, is how well have these teams adapted to the league, and the winner on Tuesday night will prove that. Let's go to some lineup predictions. Jamie, who will be the starting eleven come Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, entirely asterisked by who comes out of the Everton game with with, with enough fitness. Um, I think if you look at the Burnley game, Vida Spurs game, what game do you do you risk fitness in? And it's probably the Burnley game, right? I think that that's the game where we're most likely to get points. So if even if Lockyer or Burke are at seventy percent, you probably risk them for Burnley just because that's the game where points are massive. So I'm going to use that as my foundation for the prediction. Um, my prediction is unchanged. I think. But what? What? Why? Why would you change it? I think there was lots of eights and nines and tens out of ten at, at Everton, and okay, it'll be a different game as far as we'll have more of the ball and we'll ho- hopefully have more of the play in in the opposition third. Um, I think the the good thing about our system at the minute is that we can do both. I think massive shout out to Brown and Benny in terms of their defensive work on, on Saturday in terms of tracking the Everton fullbacks. Um, but they're as equally um, good, good going forward. And I think, as I've, I've said a few times since that pair formed against Wolves of Benny and Doughty are just electric. And not only am I looking forward to seeing them against... Kelly Oshio and, and Connor Roberts, but God, I cannot wait to see them up against the Kudoseski and Pedro Porro. They, they're going to cause them some some, some issues on on the weekend. Um, so yeah, not much more to add. Really exciting. If 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 if, if everyone's fit and comes through, then unchanged. Um, 
and hopefully if if there is an injury it's only one of Lockyer and Burke and if and if that is the case Anderson comes in with with no issues whatsoever because I think he's he's been fantastic whenever he's been called upon the last few games. Kieran, what about you? Are you going unchanged as well? I'm gonna go sort of of all the two players that went off injured on Saturday, I would assume Lockyer is more likely to miss the game. I'd like to think Burke is back in time, but his injury record doesn't protect my confidence very much. But saying that, I'm gonna go the only change I will make is Anderson in for Lockyer, and aside from that, unchanged lineup. Yeah, I don't think there's any anything else that I can add. Um, of course, a lot will come down to, to fitness levels. That, that front three is electric at the moment, and I can't see us deviating from that anytime soon. That leaves us with some score predictions, and we got a comment the other day um, saying how positive we are with, with score predictions. Um, you feel you have to. You have to go into every game with, with um, confidence, and funnily enough, the... The one that they picked it up, uh, the, the confidence we had was the one we actually went on and win. So hopefully more of the same. Mr. Optimistic, Jamie Castle, what are you going for? Yeah, so if that commenter can comment again that, we always, that we're always optimistic and that he, he now doesn't believe our score predictions, just do that in every every pod we do. So then it means hopefully we'll keep winning. Um, but no, yeah, I'm obviously the ongoing um reputation I've got is that I'm optimistic, but how can you not be after after the result of the weekend and going into a game where if if we are to stay up we need we need three points. Um and given I have the armband on Carlton Morris in FPL, um full faith that he's he's already one goal up on on, on Holland with with one game to play. So that was a, a great shout even now. But Luton Town 2-0 Carlton Morris brace one being a penalty, um, seven points on the board above Chelsea if they don't beat Fulham, uh, which is now today or Monday actually they're playing. Um, so yeah, Luton Town in in mid table Premier League football. You'd love to see it, Kieran. What about yourself? So based off the Everton match preview I put out the other day, I need to um. I need to find my crystal ball somewhere because I was absolutely spot on. 2-1 Newton. Thank you very much. So, two nil Newton. That's got to get clipped up. That's got to get clipped up. That crystal ball. <laughs> the, what, the pause as well. Is it just everything just love, love that little hand. Well, what, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I can't wait for the impending cringe comments that you're going to get. Oh, it's going to be are going to be unbelievable Honestly, to watch. It as I, a neutral. I'm surprised that I've not had any comments like that so far this season. Six games in, and no one's gone. Who does this guy think he is? <laughs> and I'm pretty impressed. But by next week, lads, I will have a crystal ball for you. <laughs> I'm going to end it. It's also going to be a victory. I'm going to go for 2-1 again. I'm going to go for the same scoreline. Um, Morris to get on the score sheet again. I'm feeling a bit of Alfie Doughty as well. I think he might get on the that. score sheet. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah, He deserves it. He, he does deserve it. Whether it be a set piece or contributing in the final third as he does um, all so often, I don't know. But yeah, I'm going to go for 2-1. 
going to go for. I think it'll be a good, good test. I think there's going to be large spells of the game where we're under pressure, but I think we'll have enough. Especially with ten thousand Luton fans in the ground, I think it's going to be another one of those special nights at the Kenny under the lights. That is all for today. Big thank you to the pair of you for joining, and a big thank you to everyone watching and listening. As we've mentioned in the previous pods, we're also planning a giveaway, so make sure you subscribe to Oak Road Hatter on YouTube. Until next time, when the Burnley game is done and we're looking ahead to Tottenham Hotspur, well, we'll see you then. Up town. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.